You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today I'm continuing with my divisional power ranking series, but beginning with the defensive side of the rankings. As we've wrapped up all of the offenses, we're now going to run through all the divisions again, and this time I'm going to discuss the defenses. And today we are talking the AFC North, so make sure you comment down below. Let me know your rankings for these AFC North defenses. How would you order them from worst to first? Give me your thoughts and your opinions on my rankings, and let's dive right in and discuss. Starting off with the number four team at the very bottom of the AFC North, and I've got to say this is a tough division to rank out here because pretty strong groups of defenses all around, and I would definitely put the majority, I would probably say all of these defenses actually, at least within the top half of the league, but beginning at number four, we start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard being the marquee names on that defensive front alongside of BJ Hill and DJ Reader. While they're an excellent group against the run, they really struggled against the pass in terms of getting after the quarterback and just essentially bringing them down. Altogether, the unit led for 30 sacks total, put them at 29th in the NFL. Not a great number there. Trey Hendrickson had eight of those 30 sacks and Sam Hubbard had six and a half. The rest of the players among the team only had the remaining 15 and a half sacks there. So while the run defense is great, I am a little bit concerned with just how effective this pass rush can be, but obviously they added guys like Miles Murphy to the roster to help curb that issue there. And then of course, Joseph Ozai, a guy that's been coming along as he has worked his way through the NFL recently. Hopefully he can maybe generate some more pressure and become another key contributor to that pass rush there. But in terms of just how I look at the defensive front, a little bit of a 50-50 feel right now. They're great at stopping the run, but in terms of just getting to the cornerback and disrupting the passing game, not necessarily the highest on them. Then when you look at the linebacking corps here, I would argue this is probably the strongest duo of linebackers in the AFC North. Definitely an argument for it with Jermaine Pratt, excellent in coverage when it comes to what he does dropping back there, allowing only a 69% completion percentage in 2022. He had a couple of ints as well, and he can line up right at the line of scrimmage if you need him to, to help stop the run. And then you have Logan Wilson, who's another coverage linebacker, can do things very well when it comes to defending the pass. And he showed he can get after the quarterback as well with three sacks last year. I really like this duo. They are definitely in the argument for the best. I'm not going to sit here and hammer the table saying they are the best, but I do think they have a conversation. And it's definitely awesome that the Bengals were able to keep Jermaine Pratt around when there was so much conversation about him potentially having to move on not too long ago because of salary cap reasons and whatnot. And then as for the secondary here, this is where I would say some of the question marks really start to pop up about this defense here. You have Adobe Awuzie coming back after missing a bulk of last season with his injury, averaging a career low in completion percentages his way at just 41.9% prior to that injury happening there. He was looking really good until he ultimately got knocked out for the season. Then you have Mike Hilton, who's, of course, probably arguably, I guess you should say, the best slot corner in the NFL. He's definitely in that conversation. Really like his game. And then you're looking at guys like Cam Taylor Britt. Can he step up and really become a legit corner opposite of Chidobia Wouzier? You do have a solid safety tandem, but there is a lot of changes going on back there. You have Dax Hill, who's coming in now, going in his second season. Going to see how he fares in the replacement role of Jesse Bates. And then, of course, Nick Scott, who's taken over uh, as well. Or, excuse me, I guess I should, I should flip that here. Nick Scott is taking over for Jesse Bates, and then Dax Hill is taking over for Bond Bell. Excuse me there. So there is a lot of changing going on there. Youth at the position, uh, but guys that are solid, but are they going to live up to the 
their predecessors? Eh. I don't really know. Just hard to buy in on that. Then you have a couple of rookies to look at here in the secondary. You have third round pick safety Jordan Battle coming out of Michigan. Awesome size athleticism combination. He's somebody I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on there, especially with such a big turnover in the safety department of the Bengals secondary. And then you're looking at second round pick cornerback DJ Turner from Michigan as well. He could be competing against Cam Taylor Brett for some snaps. So definitely guys worth keeping an eye on here. But I would say as far as just I'm not being I'm not sold I guess I could say on the defensive front of this defense here and then the secondary just a lot of turnover a lot of young guys and a lot of a lot of uncertainty there this is why I'm putting them at number four like I said I like the AFC North defenses I would argue that all four of these teams could probably be in the top 16 of the NFL but I would definitely put the Bengals at the bottom of these four now, looking at the second team, we're talking the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, at number three, we're looking at the Ravens here. And this was a really hard one for me to decide on because it took a lot of consideration and just really diving into the rosters and looking at what both them and the number two team have and how I was going to put them here at number three and kind of be okay with it. But when you look at the defensive front, this is where a lot of turnover is happening for this defense here. JPP... Justin Houston and Kalias Campbell are all gone. There's going to be a heavy reliance on recent draft picks to essentially replace all of the production that they had. So guys like Justin Matabukwe, Odafe Owe, David Ajabo, all looking to set the edge and bring pressure. And it's just going to, it's going to be a lot of change. And do I think it could end up being a successful change? Absolutely. Especially with the way I feel like Baltimore, especially the last like 20 some odd years is able to just grow defensive talent. I'm not super concerned about it but when you have that much change going on where your like entire defensive front or the majority of it is getting a complete remake there's definitely got to be some concern there but you do have Broderick Washington and Michael Pierce as good as they come on the interior of the defensive line so there is some experience to help back up that massive youth turnover that we're looking at as for the linebacking corps this is another group who I think could argue as the top linebacking corps in the AFC North right now. You have Roquan Smith, who is a massive addition, traded for from the Bears last season. I'm excited to see just how further he can elevate in this Ravens defense now with a full offseason under his belt as opposed to just stepping in at the trade deadline and making his way on over. You'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes. Then you have Patrick Queen, who's coming in for his fifth uh, for his fourth season here. Fifth-year option was declined. Super athletic guy, but hasn't quite, I think, lived up to the expectations that Baltimore puts, especially on their linebackers here. So that is something to keep an eye on then you also have mark harrison and fourth round pick trenton simpson from clemson we're gonna be rounding out the depth of the interior linebacking corpse here a really strong group i would say altogether. but i will be watching patrick queen especially here to see if he can give the ravens maybe a real reason to keep him around but i'll but i will say that with the addition of roquan smith and the money they're paying him i do think that's going to be tough by the end of the season i feel like he's a guy that you might even potentially see get moved at like the trade deadline then the secondary I will say this about them, on paper, when they're very healthy, this is a very exciting unit. I will say that you have one of the best safety tandems in the AFC North with the group that we have here between Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, second year safety Kyle Hamilton, who came on strong, lighting up in a load of different places in the back half of last season. And then Marcus Williams, your heavy hitting run stuff for a guy who's been in the NFL now for a while is really, uh, really strong in coverage. I mean, just what, like the thumping strong safety type of guy that you really like. Then the secondary, as far as the cornerbacks go here, Marlon Humphrey, 
absolute stud, a guy that knows how to make a play when you need it most. But then I'm kind of unsure of the room beyond that here. You have Arthur Mallette, who's a bit of a journeyman who's coming in, and it looks like he might be getting a large majority of snaps. Rocky Sin's coming in as well, and... Not a guy that I'm super high on, if I'm being completely honest with you. As a Colts fan, I have followed Rocky Sin a little bit more closely than others, and I was the, the grabbiness and the penalty issues was definitely an issue for me while he was in Indianapolis, and while it seems he may have curbed that a little bit, definitely something I'm concerned about if he's getting significant playtime in Baltimore. And then you have like guys like Brandon Stevens and Demarion Williams who don't necessarily just move the needle for me. They're guys that I need to just see some more from to be completely honest to buy into them. So overall, there's a lot of like upside and potential upside with this team. And on paper, I really like them. I give them a very slim edge over the Bengals, but I still give them that edge, hence putting them at number three. Now, Looking at the number two team here, and like I said, I had a really hard time deciding between, honestly, I will say that all of these defenses are very close again. I feel like I need to keep like reiterating that as I go through, because while I'm ranking worst to first, this is not like we're talking bad defenses here. We're talking really good defenses altogether. But at the number two spot, after very heavy consideration, I wound up going with the Cleveland Browns. And like I said, I was very close to maybe having them in the three spot and the Ravens in the number two spot, but... I will say that there is a decent amount of makeover going on in Cleveland, but with proven veteran guys that I'm actually really excited to see perform here. When you look at the defensive front for Cleveland, I think this is an excellent makeover that they have going for them. Miles Garrett, obviously coming off his 16th sack season, he continues to do his thing. One of the best players just overall in the NFL at this point in his career. You go and sign Sedarius Smith from Minnesota, who's coming off a 10 sack season himself last year. Now, let me just like kind of lay that those numbers out for you there. Between Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett, we're talking 26 sacks last season. As I mentioned earlier, the Bengals only had 30 as a team. We're talking two singular players that the Browns now have that nearly totaled the ba- uh, the Bengals' sack totals altogether. On top of that, they went and got Dalvin Tomlinson from Minnesota as well. He has a knack for bringing down the quarterback. He has 15 sacks in the last four seasons, which is good numbers for a guy who works more on the interior side of things. So I'm really excited to see how this pass rush evolves for Cleveland, especially with guys like Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson coming in here. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at just how aggressive they are and how much and just how much pressure they can bring going after the quarterback. As for the linebacking corps, uh, this is a a group that's going to have to work on knocking off some rust, but they have two guys, especially the starters, that I really like here at the linebacker spots, and that's Anthony Walker and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Anthony Walker, again, Colts fan here, so I know a lot about him. It sucks that he was only able to play three games last season, but he is somebody that I was actually not thrilled to see the Indianapolis Colts let go. So to see him in Cleveland, I'm rooting for him, and I think he is one of the better, especially in coverage, linebackers that you'll find around the league as like the number two guy. So somebody that I really like, and I want to see him thrive and really get that opportunity to be the number one linebacker in a defense, and I think he can do that here. Then you have Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, He also missing six games last season and the final four with a foot injury last year. He's an athletic guy and a freak as well. So this is a really good pairing in my opinion. A lot of potential upside. 
injuries are a little bit of concern. And I feel like that's like, that's kind of the recurring theme with every single one of these defenses here is like, while there's some really, there's just a lot of good about them all. There is like one area within each defense that I'm looking at that I'm like, "Mm, I'm not really sold on them or I have some concerns about them. And the linebacking corps is where I sit with the Cleveland Browns on that. So look for them to have to knock off some rust, but I think a tandem that they're healthy can be really effective. And then you're talking a secondary that I would argue is the best in the AFC North here. Denzel Ward obviously leading the way. He is a top five cornerback in the NFL. Grant Delpa is coming off of a strong 2022 season where he had 105 tackles. He had four interceptions. He had 10 pass breakups as well. That's a safety as well. Martin Emerson Jr., strong season coming out of the third round last year as well. And then you have, of course, Greg Newsom in the slot. This is a really strong secondary and a really good group of guys that I think is going to make some serious noise, especially if the pass rush becomes as effective as I expect it to be. You're only going to help out these guys in doing what they do best. And then when you look at some of the depth guys and just some of the other players as well, really, really like the secondary altogether in Cleveland. And I am really expecting a massive jump for Cleveland in this season. I would be shocked. This is like you need everything to go wrong for them to not improve upon what they were last year. So I'm really looking forward to that. I will say an addition, Juan Thornhill or Juan Thornhill, excuse me, coming from Kansas City will be somebody to watch. He's replacing safety John Johnson. But overall, I really don't have anything to look at as far as this secondary goes where I have any real concerns. It's just as long as everyone stays healthy and plays the level I expect them, this is going to be a really good group and probably the best in the North. And then as for the number one team, of course, the only team remaining, we are talking the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And I've got to say, it's this is, again, a tough division to discuss, but there is very, very small issues at best, or at worst, I guess I should say, as far as the Steelers' defense goes. Defensive line is just incredibly talented from the left all the way to the right. When you look at the interior guys, you have Cameron Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. Excellent flanks for rookie nose tackle Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Guys that I would definitely want helping a guy grow in his first season. Then you look at the pass rushers working the edge there. TJ Watt, while missing seven games last season, still looked really good in the opportunities he had to play. And I really think is a massive difference maker on this defense. This is not the same defense when he's not on the field. And then Alex Highsmith, another absolute stud getting paid this offseason. Two guys that know how to get after the quarterback and bring them down a especially when they're working in tandem. And then the depth behind them is even impressive. You have Marcus Golden, who has had double-digit sacks three times in his career, maybe not last season, but he has been very successful. And I think in a relief role, should excel with the group that he's playing with. And then they went and grabbed Nick Herbig from Wisconsin in the fourth round as well. In 2022, he had 11 sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss, according to college football reference. So there are just a lot of things to like about the defensive front here, and I'm very excited to watch them play. As for the linebacking corps of Pittsburgh, let me say this. Whatever they are fielding this year has got to be better than what they were doing last year. They went and brought in a lot of talent to help upgrade the interior of the defense here, especially when it comes to the linebacker spot, and I'm very excited for this one here. 
I think Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts are upgrades in the middle of that defense there. Holcomb was poised to break out last season, but ended up getting knocked out week seven due to an injury, and then that was the it for the year. He's a guy that I think might end up being kind of a steal of free agency if he can get back to the way he was playing prior to his injury here. And Roberts joins from Miami coming off of a career-high seven tackles and five sacks. So, again, another guy who's in a really good spot coming to a defense that knows how to mold their linebackers and play their linebackers well. This is going to be a group to watch, depth especially, but all I can say is that whatever we see from Pittsburgh this year, if it's better than last year, this defense is going to get even scarier. And then as for the secondary here, this is where I might find like a concern or two here, uh, mainly because we're relying on a rookie and second round pick Joey Porter, Porter Jr., who a lot of people are excited to see. And I'm not too worried about him. It's more so just he's a rookie. How quickly is he going to catch on and actually live up to the expectations that people are setting on him? You have him being thrust into a cornerback one role. You added veteran cornerback Patrick Peterson, who at this point seems to be playing well beyond his age, but is something that, you know, it, when will father time finally catch up to him? You know, will this be the season? I, for the Steelers' sake, I hope not, but that is something that I think is in the back of your mind at his age. It sounds like he's going to be working the slot, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. And Levi Wallace proved to be a strong addition to the secondary last year, and I'm hoping he can progress even further. He was somebody they brought from Buffalo and I thought was an excellent fit for this defense here in the zones blitz scheme that they run and then you have safety minka fitzpatrick not too much that i really have to say about him very excited about what he can do arguably one of the best safeties and i know some people would argue he's even the best safety in the nfl he can line up all over the field wherever pittsburgh needs him if it's in the slot in the box up on the d line if he's going to be a blitzing corner if he needs to drop deep drop back deep whatever he needs to do he is a guy that you can count on in pittsburgh and then of course demonte casey showed some positive signs in the limited action he had last year but he is going to be someone to keep an eye on if Hopefully he can hold up his end of the bargain playing opposite of Minka Fitzpatrick. He would be probably be one of the other things that it's just like, keep an eye on him, see how he fares. But I'm not necessarily too worried because you have so much talent on this defense in so many different places. It'll be able to mask some deficiencies you might be able to poke holes into as far as the Steelers defense goes. But overall, this is a very strong roster from top to bottom on defense. And I am all in on the Pittsburgh's defense. Not 100% sold on what they have going on on offense right now. I've got to, I just need to see it to believe it. But defensively, I think the Steelers are number one in the North. But those are my power rankings for the AFC North defenses. Again, let me know in the comment section down below your rankings, your thought on my rankings. If you have not already gone through my offensive series, I've done every single division in the NFL as far as offenses go as well. So be sure to check those out. But that is it for me. I appreciate you if you made it to the end of the video. I will see you all next time. Have a good one.